Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the story behind the story. My name is Daniel. I am the young guy. And my name is Anil. I'm the old guy. So today we are going to be talking about the Last Dance documentary. Um, If you guys don't know, uh, this documentary has been very hot over the last few weeks, very popular uh, since there's basically nothing going on in sports right now. Um, And this documentary, the last episode came out about two weeks ago, and it's all about Michael Jordan's career and the Chicago Bulls' incredible dynasty in the 90s, and specifically that last uh, 1998 season. Um, So yeah, we're going to be looking at that today. We have some very interesting analysis for you. Uh, For me personally, it was very um, fun to watch this documentary with my dad, learn all about it. Um, obviously, he lived through this mom- these moments live. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting for me to learn more about it. And um, there are 106 people interviewed in this documentary. And we have some interesting al- analysis on it today. The interesting analysis that we got is, is really around the people who were not interviewed. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to list some of our favorite non-interviewees, the people who maybe should have been interviewed, but didn't get interviewed. And we'll go into a little bit of analysis on each one. So I'm going to kick things off with, with my number one. My number one person who definitely should have been interviewed for this documentary, was not interviewed, was the seven foot two Aussie from Australia, Luke Longley, the starting mm-hmm. center for that last year and for the last couple of years. Uh, not only a starting center, but a very important piece of the puzzle for that team. He never was in the limelight. He never wanted the limelight. But especially from a defensive perspective, he was very important to that team. Now, he was not interviewed for the documentary. Bunch of rumors going around as to why he wasn't. Of course, the rumor that he and Jordan really didn't get along, but really, who really did get along with Jordan that very last true. year? He was kind of a, an interesting guy that last year. Uh, also, rumors that they, Luke Longley and Jordan, had a huge fight at one point in the in the mid-90s. And then after that fight, they were never really close after that. Who knows about that? Another rumor I'm hearing is that the director of The Last Dance didn't want to spend the money to travel to Australia, which is where Luke Longley is living right now. Who knows? Who knows what the reason is, but I would have loved to have heard from him the true story behind the story around that last year from Luke Longley would have been awesome. And it would have been it would have been nice to hear a bit more from Luke Longley and maybe a bit less from a guy like Bill Wennington. You know, just Bill yeah. Wennington was not an important part of those teams. It, I mean, he's great. He's a good Canadian guy, but just too much Bill Wennington during the, during the, uh, during the documentary, not enough Luke Longley. Daniel, and, who do you yeah. have? You know, something I find interesting about the um, Luke Longley thing as well is how um, you mentioned there's a rumor that they got into a big fight, um, just like what happened with Steve Kerr in the 97 season. And um, it was interesting to kind of see that play out in the documentary, how uh, that kind of helped the like relationship between Steve Kerr and MJ. Um, but yeah, it would have been really interesting to see um, the whole Luke Longley thing if they ever, um, like what their relationship was like and I think it would have been controversial too. Really, who doesn't like controversy? Who doesn't like controversy? What do you got? Um, so obviously being a modern day guy, I started watching the NBA in about in uh, 2015. Someone who I would have really loved to see interviewed in the last dance is uh, LeBron James. So of course. LeBron, this, this is a really interesting one because um, 
first of all, LeBron um, idolized Jordan growing up. Uh, he has not made that a secret. Um, and he really, like as a kid, would have lived through this, would have seen it. So it would have been interesting to see his perspective. Um, and also just from a modern day NBA perspective, we didn't really see any modern day players uh, in the documentary. It would have been interesting to see kind of, uh, especially from LeBron's perspective, um, what it was like for him as a kid watching it. And uh, yeah, kind of maybe like even relating it into today's game, how different yeah. it is. Yeah, and there's so much of a debate now from young guys like you who think, no, no, LeBron is the king. LeBron is the mm -hmm. greatest of all time. And then old guys like me who are like, no, 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 there's no chance. Jordan was definitely and definitely is the best of all time. Yes, that so is a right. debate for another day. I have my reasonings for LeBron, of course. Um, but yeah, it would have been really interesting just to see because that's some other controversy too, right? If LeBron would have been admitting that Jordan is the GOAT, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I thought I think it would be really interesting if LeBron was in, uh, if he was interviewed. So my, next on my list is actually a non-player. And some may be surprised by this, some may not be surprised, mm -hmm. but someone who I really would have liked to have heard from someone from Jordan's personal life, and that is his first wife, Juanita Jordan. This she, is a very interesting one. She was with him during those years. No one would have known him better. No one would have been closer to him personally. And no one would have had better stories than his first wife and what the true Michael Jordan was about. Now, who knows why she wasn't interviewed. Again, there's rumors that she refused to be interviewed. She didn't want the limelight. Um, she got a big divorce settlement out of it. Who knows? But um, I would have loved to have heard from her a little bit on the personal side as to what he was like, what he was going through, and what he was like from a personal standpoint. Yes, that would be a very interesting one. Again, lots of controversy with that one. Um, and like you said, just to see like really who the true Michael Jordan is, because yeah. we like everyone knows kind of Jordan's personality, but to get kind of that deep into it, that would be really interesting to exactly. see. Um, so my next one here is a very self-explanatory one. Um, if you guys have watched The Last Dance, I don't know if you noticed, but Carl Malone was not interviewed. The mailman. The mailman himself was not interviewed, second all-time in um, scoring in the NBA. And this is very interesting because I, I really would have liked to see his perspective on... First of all, his team, the Utah Jazz in 97 and 98, where they kind of what they thought of their team, what they thought against their uh, for their chances against the Bulls. Uh, obviously, we, lo we saw lots of John Stockton in the documentary, but I, re I really would have liked to see Carl Malone because he really was that best player, their number one guy on that Utah Jazz team. He was their main scorer and there were clips of him. Um, obviously playing. I think there was like one clip with him being interviewed when he was on the Dream Team. Uh, but I really would have liked to see his perspective on those 97 and 98 finals. Yeah, I would have loved to have see, seen him too. Uh, one of the parts of the series that I loved the most, that I was shocked about actually, was that last game after the Bulls had beat them, how the mailman actually went on to the Bulls bus while they're celebrating to shake hands with members of the Chicago Bulls. I never knew that happened. And that's the kind yeah. of guy he was. That's the kind of guy I would have liked to have heard from, you know, what was the real story behind the story, what he thought about that Bulls team 
and his relationship with those Bulls players. And something about that Carl Malone going on to the Bulls bus too is um, something I really learned from that documentary about like the um, the way the game was played back then. Uh, obviously, a lot rougher. And I felt like the guys didn't like each other, especially seeing like the Pistons versus Bozo series in the early 90s, late 80s. Uh, but in today's game, like after every game, you see guys, you know, hugging on the other team, laughing, they're best friends, they go out for dinner after a drink. Um, but I didn't see a lot of that in the in the um, game back in the 90s. So it was really interesting to see that kind of perspective from Carl Malone. In that, good perspective, good analysis. That, uh, so my, my last guy on my list is uh, a guy a bit off the radar screen, but someone who I really would have loved to have heard, of, heard from, and that is Mr. John Starks from the New York Knicks. John Starks was not a guy who I was a huge fan of back in the day, but I've grown to appreciate the guy because he was an absolute killer. A lot of people don't know this, 1988, he went undrafted. Um, uh, he was not drafted wow. in the NBA draft. He got signed by the New York Knicks. He's a 6'3 guard. Now he's a 6'3 guard, but he played with some monsters on that rough team, right? That was an intimidating New York Knicks team. Patrick Ewing, Anthony Mason, uh, Charles Oakley, some killers on that team. And he was a killer himself. He was a, it was a 6'3 guard and he was rough. He was cocky. He was a tough player. And he took on Jordan one-on-one -on -one during the playoffs in 1993. He actually had success against Jordan, famous for actually dunking on Michael Jordan in the 1993 playoffs. And I would have loved to have heard more from John Starks, uh, just his perspective on taking on one of the greatest in Michael Jordan. And I, I think it would have been controversial too. I think he would have said some some nasty stuff about the guy and I would have loved to have heard from him. Yeah, that, that's a really good one. I, I would like to see some, I would have liked to see some of him too. Just like we saw so many of Jordan's opponents, guys that have, that have guarded him, uh, tell their side of the story. That would have been a very interesting one as well. And once again, too much Bill Wennington. I mean, come on, Bill Wennington, come on. Too much of that guy. Let's get some John Starks. Let's get some Juanita in there. Let's get some Carl Mo Mailman Malone in there. All right, so there you have it. The story behind the story around the last dance. Players, non-players, who we would have loved to have heard from. You got LeBron James, Luke Longley, Juanita Jordan, uh, John Starks. Carl Malone, and many, many others. We'd love to hear from you. Who would you love to have heard from in The Last Dance that they just didn't interview? Yeah, and you know, with those five characters in The Last Dance, obviously um, it would have been a lot more interest, there, it would have been a lot more interesting, and like we said, just a lot more perspectives and some more controversy, which is, um, kind of the big part of this documentary. There was some controversy in there and it, it would have been better with some more, I think. That's right. Thanks for joining us on the story behind the story. Join us next time when we have a really interesting episode that we think we'll really, really enjoy. Thanks.